0: fighting with this, this cat this morning. <clears throat> nice. And then also, uh, I've gotta figure out a um an issue with, with Christine's microphone. I'm not I'm not sure what's going on, but um there's some sort of like noise artifact, some sort of uh interference in it, and I'm not sure if it's mm-hmm. a microphone or a cord. Or her port. I know it's. Um, I I eliminated one cord being the issue, but I still have to go through and and try a different cord, and then uh, try um, my microphone plugged in to her port. It's the whole yeah. process. The <laughs> but process. you you always go with the simplest thing first, which is I have uh, cats. This is one Ceris mm-hmm. Victoria, and the cords are exposed. So you first thoughts are, did the cat chew on it? Right. Oh, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. why I tried the cord thing first. Anyways, um, here, here, here we are having a. a a, uh, a technical uh discussion before the credits even roll. Hello everybody, welcome to the daily uh, cup of genre here on the genreverse YouTube channel and uh the genreverse podcast network available wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle, that's Manny. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube. Follow us on that app if you are uh listening instead, and then of course check out lrmonline.com every day. For all entertainment news needs uh, and opinions and something I forgot to tell Manny, but today uh, you guys are actually going to get to see a uh, interview with the uh, uh, creator of the Night Terror Comet. Uh, Tim Nardelli. Uh, so Tim Nardelli has been working on uh, these characters and this story that you guys can see on uh, YouTube right now, and a link in the description box below down to uh, Endeavor Comics. But I did a, an interview with Tim uh, not too long ago about these books. Lots of really great, great artwork. Really cool, interesting uh, look at the at the creation of a uh, comic book. So that'll be a little bit later in the in the show. Sorry to surprise that on you, Manny. I forgot. <laughs> I mean, it got nothing to do with me, so it's all right. <laughs> um, well the good the good news is is uh there there isn't a lot of news <laughs> and that, that will fill up some time. No, uh it is a it is a fun interview. Tim's Tim is a great guy and very, very talented artist. So check check that out. Uh the, the reason there being no no news, guys, well, uh there, there's the writer strike going on. Uh, leaks and and stuff that we depend on for from not we but we as the industry if you if you will uh leaks news and and rumors that come during productions are halting and slowing down and like things are things are grinding to to a halt in hollywood and you guys can check out our big discussion on that yesterday but uh the Little Mermaid is doing doing quite well uh, with with audiences. The the critics didn't seem to care too much. Uh, I, I gave it a good review. Jonesy gave it did. a good review. Jonesy loved it. I yeah. just got done recording the Breaking Geek uh, uh, review for the Little Mermaid. So, uh, you guys should definitely check that out if it's not already up on the channel before this. Check it, right check, check it out. There yeah. you go. Look We're at, gonna look at you. Yeah, I'm taking the girls. Um, out to watch it tonight actually so we're gonna watch it in IMAX I'm excited for them (laughs) the audience score or not audience score the uh critic score has fallen some it was in the excuse me 70s at the beginning of the week if I'm not mistaken and it's fallen to uh 68 um not a certified fresh not rotten it's just got a tomato there but the audience score makes this the highest uh rated uh live action uh remake of them all audience score of 95 percent man and and like i said check out their review but uh jonesy and jammer uh both were were glowing <laughs> about this film so uh yeah man do you think it's the best of them all i can't remember if you had, if you had said that what did i said what if, if this Little Mermaid is the, the best of all the uh, live oh, yeah, live yeah. action remakes, um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. The, the only exception to that, in my opinion, uh, which doesn't fall into the same category because mm-hmm. it's it's not a princess movie. Uh, yeah, Corella in right. my opinion, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, out of all of them, and it made me upset because I'm a big uh, Beauty and the Beast fan, but even, <laughs> even that had its own issues. Um, yeah. So here's like I was looking at some of the um uh some of the um, some of the reviews and it's like there's nothing critics innovative. or audience oh critics, uh, critics. And, and it's like there's nothing innovative or nothing new about this or like it's just like this old movie and it's like it's supposed
0: to be <laughs> that's the point
1: it's a live it's a it's like it's a, it's a live action version of the film um and I mean some some of some of the spots where I did have issues with it like they also do have issues with it but it, I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not going to ding them that much for, I mean, there's one shot in under the sea where they have over like 500 fish and mm-hmm. sea creatures in it. It's not going to look, it's not going to be that amazing. I, I think that where it needs to excel, it does. And that's, that's the actual main characters. Um, and I think that where they do, where they are innovative and they make the changes in, in setting this in the Caribbean and, and, and kind of making it that instead of instead of trying to um you know, just fit it in the world that the original 89 was it just make it just makes more sense it flows better and it, i mean it kind of fits the disney brand also with the pirates of the caribbean and now you have the little mermaid in the caribbean not saying they're connected or anything but it's a it's a it's a world that they're that they're Disney comfortable in. Disney Cinematic Universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there's a there might be a princess in a Cinematic Universe. You never know. <laughs> mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, King, um, Kingdom Hearts made it a thing through through I their love multi, multiverse. So thing. much. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 almost like I do too with the Kingdom key and the uh, the uh, yeah. Halloween key back back there or pumpkin key. I didn't, I didn't key. really
1: like. <clears throat> I didn't really like the the Halloween key. Um. Yeah, I. mean, you
0: lame call yourself a horror Like the hell? shut up go ahead and talk finish what you were saying (laughs) so so anywho um
1: yeah it was it was good it's just a little mermaid like i don't i don't understand this is the same kind of treatment i feel like sometimes like horror movies get where it's like that you give a bad grade to scream because all you did is walk it's like all it does is like it's a guy in a mask walking around because it's a scream movie that's bad yeah yeah, that's but that's exactly what it's supposed to be um i yeah. hate crit- i hate crit- what, sometimes. what
0: were they what were they wanting to do set the set the little mermaid in in the 21st cent- century or something i mean come on now that yeah, that see. wouldn't have that wouldn't have played very very well at yeah they at want all.
1: they want to they want to the critics want to cancel tri- uh, king triton because he has all the different daughters of different ethnicities which means mm-hmm. that he has a a plethora of of uh, baby He's mamas, po-
0: polyamorous,
1: <laughs> aka
0: the Nick Cannon of the seas. I don't, I don't. know, man. It's it's um. Is he really? Uh, is, I I don't I, I don't watch musicals for any audience that might might not uh, be regulars. I'm I'm not a musical guy, so I have no skin in the in the game for the Little Mermaid. But is he really Nick Nick Cannon of the seas? I man? don't know,
1: man. None of his daughters look alike. <laughs> All of his daughters are different than this Well, past. what if
0: what if what if what if mer- mermaids breed much like fish and there's like, you know, a bunch of mermaids lay out some eggs and he just comes and like carpet bombs across? <laughs> the eggs? I don't know, maybe.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> However, he doesn't, man. He's he's ended he's ended up with uh quite the variety of daughters and no mom to help him. Single dad's all the way.
0: Oh man, you know Disney is like one of the few places, and and not every single dad is bad, but also not every every one is great. Uh, but Disney is one of the only places where you get to see a lot more uh, single dads and actually get some relatively decent positive things out of it. Uh, I will give them, I will give them that, even if the dads do mess up or they're they're kind of goofy, like the the Sultan in a, in, a, in Aladdin. Um, it's not uh it's not one of the uh uh places that is just a a not always a constant uh uh shit on on the mail so um good good for them on that I guess like look, look at there's a top uh a supposed top critic from San Diego
1: all the uh, his the only the only uh snippet they have from his review is part of the world of lazy remix Sebastian's still fun mmm <laughs> Okay. Ah, uh, come on, man. I don't know. I, I, I have. I usually have a problem with with um with the way that some top critics look at films because it's so, mm-hmm. it's almost like s- snooty and snobby. It's almost like oh, because this isn't this isn't a the Irishman or um, something like you know, yeah. There was some oh, you know, some like nuance like.
0: Movie. Some hoity-toity yeah, shit.
1: Yeah, yeah then, yeah, all yeah. Of then, then it's And we
0: love hoity-toity shit, guys. And we love it all, yeah. Not yeah. everything has to be com- compared to hoity-toity uh, shit. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM what do you think this uh what do you think this movie uh uh takes man uh we had uh kevin davis 8646 in the comments comments quite often on our on our videos about uh box office take thinks this will do 900 to a billion worldwide and Whoa. thinks a, an no. opening weekend of a uh, 130 to 150 what are you what are you thinking May? i'm about I, one... I don't agree with that i uh no
1: it's not gonna make that much money it's gonna make good money um i heard it i heard that the projections in China are not good.
0: I wouldn't um, think which, they would um, be.
1: Which which do say a lot, unfortunately, <sighs> because they they sometimes hold some of these movies um, up uh, compared to other ones. Um, I'm I'm in the like there's a lot of people traveling this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's my that's there my is. thing. Uh, I mean, record numbers of people were traveling yesterday already on like, mm-hmm. flights and things like that and um i'm gonna be I- i'm gonna be at a I- i'll i think i'm gonna uh, 115
0: you're you're close to me i i was thinking 110 110 opening and uh um we'll save our uh well what do you think worldwide what do you think worldwide i, no, I don't total know. <laughs> you don't know um. i I think because of the China thing that that this and its potential, we don't know, it could end up, you know, doing doing better. But China doesn't necessarily have the the greatest uh, track record when it comes to uh, enjoying characters that are that are played by people of color. But, hey, that's 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 their thing. Um, maybe eight. Maybe eight, seven fifty to eight worldwide, with maybe a, a U.S. take, which is going to be be interesting. The audience loves it as much as they they do. This could easily push uh um uh five six hundred million, maybe does, more, does, maybe um, more. Does, but does I, don't, Monday, I don't. Does Monday know. count
1: as the weekend in in this case?
0: It, it'll count as a three day three day weekend for sure. All right, all sure. right
1: give me, I'll go one twenty
0: you'll go 120. Okay. Yeah, just to be
1: right. just to be a little bit farther from you. <clears throat> oh, okay. And um, <laughs> so we'll see how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. And then let's see how it goes. let's go ahead and put it at 220
0: worldwide. For the opening weekend? Yeah. I don't, I don't even know about that. Yeah. Anyways, We'll see how it all goes, guys. Guys, let us know what you uh what you expect it to do in the in the comments down down below. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing thing to do. Oh. All right. Um I do have something for you. Okay, what do you got?
1: Well, it's not news, but well, it's kind of news? Um this week officially the Arrowverse is technically done.
0: Oh yeah, the the Flash has has, has ended, right? Yeah. The, um, the fat the non-fastest man alive. The non-fastest, the non-fastest man. The non fastest yeah. for one one last time. Yeah, the non-fastest
1: man alive. Uh what do you think overall <sighs> is kind of the what's the what's gonna be what's
0: you know what what do you what do you think the
1: Aeroverse was able to
0: do? I mean relatively to the grander scheme of of entertainment as a whole not a lot um it did manage to uh deliver some really fun shows for short periods of time the first few seasons of of the flash i thoroughly uh enjoyed but after about season three it starts kind of and that's not to say that there weren't more peaks afterwards but i couldn't i couldn't stick with it Arrow was similar for a lot of people I know that were hardcore into it for one, two, maybe maybe three seasons and then it started started to falter. Uh a lot of a lot of them seemed almost like uh the opposite of a of a Star Wars show where Star Wars is like you got to get through like two bad seasons to get to to anything good for the cartoons that that is. Uh this was you you only get two good seasons of things. <laughs> um I liked the uh I liked the Supergirl character. I did not like her show. Her show was trash. Uh but I liked I liked her her character was fine whenever she popped up on on some of the other stuff. Um I don't really think it made all that much of an of an impact cuz here's here's the here's the sad thing or not even necessarily sad thing. It's it's fine. The the CW or the WB when when I was a kid uh like middle high high school um uh, and at one point, U- UPN, because they combined, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh it it's always been niche. The niche has changed, but it's always been niche. And went from kind of that uh, when it was the WB. Uh, um, I, I mean, look, it, it's 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 stuck with being a niche thing, and that's fine. It served a particular audience, but that that audience is not all that large. Hence the reason a lot of these things are, are ending and, and getting uh uh canceled or or uh, ending like I said, um, which I guess can be canceled. Eh, it depends. If you if you got to finish your story, you you ended. If you didn't get to finish your story, you got canceled. Uh, so um, the fact that so many of them aren't going to continue on, they're not looking at rebooting a bunch of this stuff or even re- replacing it with with new heroes or any anything like that. Kind of shows you that, you know, in in the world where there's so much entertainment to, to choose from and so much needs to uh, uh, get made costs money and things are more expensive. It, it just it shows that it really wasn't all as as big as some people thought it was. Bubbles on the Internet really uh, pushed it forward some. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I'm I'm glad people enjoyed it. I'm I'm glad it was fun, and I'm I'm happy for everyone that got a a chance to be in the in the limelight for for a moment. Um, hopefully, they they go on to bigger and and better things. I don't know how do how do you feel about it? No well, more I, Arrowverse, man. You know, I I
1: partially agree with you, and partially disagree, uh, disagree with you, um, <clears throat> in the sense that I really think it filled <clears throat> it filled the cup for for comic book fans, at least in in a sense that in in a you know in a world where uh dc was was really making this really strange versions of the films thanks to zack snyder trying to trying to rebuild (laughs) the brand in of in his own imagination everyone's
0: Uh, kryptonian it offered
1: it offered an opportunity for for us to at least get to see some versions of the characters on 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 the screen uh allowed us to see some storylines be told and 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 see some of the some of the stories that that we grew up reading or or seeing in cartoons to to come to life Uh, i think arrow was it it actually took about a season to really get going but after that it it really really picked up and and then it and then it fumbled and i knew this was happening because i I remember reviewing and and being very cautious about it. it it lost its footing as soon as it went into it started going into the supernatural and mm-hmm. then at that point it it really lost the luster of of what made it special to me um and because like he like once he defeated um uh raz al ghul what was left and um uh, mm-hmm. you, you know there's the, and where are you going because you could you could only do so much the flash the, the issue and, and i agree with you there that repetitive it was the it was another speed it was another speedster yeah. and he was never the fastest man alive um but you know everyone who you know fans of 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 the brand they was really happy with grunka Steen to the point where there was a lot of people just say just let him play the flash because that's that's who a lot of people you know recognize as the flash because that's who yeah. <laughs> for years saw him as the flash um supergirl was okay i just felt like a lot of times it got too preachy um Mm. with with um like i i get it you know it's girl power whatever and and you know but like okay like okay like i just tell me the story in a in a smarter way like you didn't i couldn't even
0: i'll be honest when i call her show garbage it's not even necessarily for that because i couldn't even get past just all the all of the the acting, the characters, and the general like feel of her show on it on its own to even get to the point to where you could be all uh, super super preachy. But I do know that whenever she was on the other stuff, she she herself was fine. Like, I, she interacted I really with everyone real her. real well, and yeah yeah yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I really liked her as as um
1: a super girl. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. It was weird, but once once you kind once they really really leaned into that weird wacky kind of almost like Doom Patrol type uh, Doom mm-hmm. Patrol for uh, um, sensor TV type, <laughs> type uh, fun Doom, Doom Patrol light like yeah you know it, it got it got it got really really good um, and and I can't say enough about how good Black Lightning was because that was that was very well
0: yeah that and don't. <laughs> i was gonna say don't get me wrong when i say that these were relatively un- unimpactful like i said that's on the grander scheme of things i'm i know a lot of people have very similar feelings to you about things like uh black lightning especially um uh and that they are loved and that a lot of people find them very inter- entertaining and like and so yeah 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 i'm not taking anything away from that i just don't see I don't see a lasting you know yeah. what i'm saying no, like, I, I don't, I a, yeah yeah yeah
1: um, unfortunately black woman was forgettable <laughs> quite a bit um that woman yeah yeah uh they had their, their issues with you know the actual batwoman um and and i i just think over the scheme uh, just overall it's great because in the in the end almost right at the end is when they gave us um crisis on infinite earths and it and it gave us a lot of little treats there that uh, yeah. we um we, to this day, and who knows, we may not ever see on television. We got to see Brandon Roth again as Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see Kevin Conroy as Kingdom Come Batman, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, was pretty special. Tom, well- uh, Tom Welling came Tom back. Tom Welling came back, yeah, as uh, just as Clark, but he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just just really cool stuff. There was there was a lot more cameo. Oh, it gave us The Flash and The Flash, yeah,
0: which yeah. was actually really, really nice. And, and doesn't matter anymore. Well, it still <laughs> does for a bit. Won't matter in a couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> you, you never know that he can stay. He can stick around. You never know, um, because um, all I all I've heard from anyone who's seen that movie is that it's that is very very good. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, I keep hearing that. I'm uh, I'm interested in it. So any, I'm super stoked about Spider Man this up upcoming week though.
1: So yeah, we were talking about Spider Man the other day, and he's like, "Do you think Spider Man is gonna be good?" I was like, "It's gonna be good, but it's <laughs> not gonna be into the Spider Verse like the first one good."
0: Because are you sure, because uh, a a lot of people are saying this is this is better. That that this is the I've I have seen this comparison many people are calling this the the Empire Strikes Back of Spider-Man or of comic book uh animated comic book movies. The Empire Strikes Back, man. That that's that's a bold <laughs> that's a bold thing and that's that's different than a than a Nick doll. Oh, it's an A+. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, yeah, but the thing that, the, the, <laughs> my my argument with it
1: and I'm not saying it's not going to be good and and I yeah. hope it is and I hope that that it is an Empire Strikes Back type movie is that when when that's when uh, in, when the first one came out, we were all very surprised by the by the tone by mm-hmm. the animation um by the pacing and and the, and the kind of the storytelling and then also it had a phenomenal soundtrack which included that awesome post malone song um mm-hmm. sunflowers that really put it all together and and just delivered just an amazing experience it the difficulties filmmakers have usually is being able to recapture that yeah to expand on it and oh, then yeah. and then to make it worse you're you're in you're not including just a couple of spider-man i mean this is spider-man everywhere so how uh, so how how like how wonky can it get um i'm saying can it get because you never it could work it could work and if it does work i'm very happy for it and i'm here for it i'm going to go watch it i'm excited for it too yeah but i'm i'm just saying it's it, it, it just has a it just has a higher hill to climb as far as a tempering expectations.
0: tempering expectations is is never uh generally never a bad a bad thing uh a bad thing to do so yeah i hope it's good i i i really do um i really thoroughly enjoyed the the first one uh um i started playing through the uh spider-man miles morales i mentioned this uh, the other day talking about the spider-man 2 game and just it, it things like spider-verse things like the old cartoon things like this game and, and even moments in in individual spider-man movies remind you of just like why that character is so yeah so damn popular so damn fun how someone would choose to be able to walk and crawl on walls and swing through a city versus straight up flying. Me personally, I just want teleportation. Um but, you know, people like the the idea the the quips, the 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 style, the the sh- the struggles that Peter has to go through or Miles has to go through for for that matter since we're speaking of uh speaking of Spider-Verse, the trials, anyone that knows the comics knows that this movie has a a bad thing coming in it with how it plays out with the whole multiverse and and stuff you know kind of depends but we know a very very bad thing is coming um yeah it's I... it's, it's exciting and it and it, he just the character speaks and that's what makes mile that's what makes miles such a cool thing to me he's he's unique he's He's unique in the way that he became the the next Spider-Man. You know, the 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 young ward that takes the place the the future torchbearer because he is his own character, but he was inspired by Spider-Man. He doesn't just try to replace Spider-Man. You don't just oh, this is their kid and they're exactly like them. Throw them in the in the suit and give them give them the name. Looking at you, X twenty three from time to time. Uh, uh, when um, Miles is his own his own person but he was just like us in a, in a way being inspired by the by spider-man uh it's 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 cool man i i really dig it i i hope it's great
1: um yeah the um the thing that i get usually from from things like that because you know we're, we're seeing this movie come out it's gonna be amazing the game's gonna be great the past games going to be great everyone's we really playing games right now because it it gives you the feel that you want to pick up a controller when you're watching the mm-hmm. gameplay. Uh, by the way, the people, uh, other people I've talked to about yesterday, were like, "Yeah, this just looks like every other Spider-Man <sighs> game." But who cares? It's a Spider-Man game, and I was like, I, I was like, I know, I get that. I'm not,
0: but, I'm not jumping up and up and down like I do for Final Final Fantasy, but it's pretty damn cool to me, man. I'm not saying it's <laughs>
1: not cool. I'm just saying like it's literally the same thing, just different skins. Uh... Um, but so. What I don't understand, and I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole, is how the heck do we not have a successful film franchise for Spider-Man on its own already? I don't understand how. You what, could, what do you? What do you mean? I don't understand how you could mess it up so bad that you need Marvel Studios help oh, to figure oh, it out.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. How? I don't. I mean, Spider the the Sam Raimi trilogy's was successful wildly successful the third movie yeah get gets panned but it made third movie was terrible um yeah um, no
1: i i agree i agree the amazing I, I films
0: love... are awful yeah in every way, way financially and story in yeah. my opinion um acted aesthetics anyways and then uh uh the Holland films are great, in my opinion. And except, I don't, I, I don't know, No Way Home. I, I won't I'm, watch I'm, it again. I don't think it holds up. I, I, don't and think, I, have, I don't think it either. It does either. I have no nostalgia for Toby and <clears throat> Andrew, and and without that, I don't think that that film has has much. I, I really, hundred really percent agree don't. with you. So, which is a shame because I, I really like the the Holland trio, him, MJ, and and Ned. So. We'll see what happens. Anyways, I think we are good to hand it off to a past version of myself for an interview with... Uh, night terror creator uh tim nardelli ladies and gentlemen fans of the daily cup of genre i'm uh very happy to welcome uh tim nardelli to the show some of you guys might have seen his name uh some some images something about some comic character a demon demon Dem- what you might have seen some of that stuff around our our website and it's demonolith by the way guys uh he is a lot of things, but we're, we're here to talk about comics in, in particular. But Tim, why don't you give uh, everyone a sense uh, a little bit about where you're coming from, what else it is that you do, uh, and introduce yourself to our, to our audience.
2: Thank you very much for the introduction, Kyle. And hello, everyone, to The Daily Cog. My name is Tim Nardelli. Uh, I recently did a comic book uh, referred to as a pilot issue called Night Terror, and uh, in addition to my background in arts and comics, I've also had the uh, wonderful opportunity to collaborate on such films as uh, Dark Web, where I was a co-producer on that, and I contributed concept art to that film. I was also a co-producer on the Amazon TV series Dark Web, and I was very much involved in the art side of that TV show as well. And this is the first uh, comic book project that I have worked on uh, called Night Terror, and it gives me great pleasure to release it to the world and to also debut it uh, here at uh, John Reverse to further promote it and to share uh, the ins and outs of this potential new comic book series.
0: Well, I mean, and and looking at the uh, looking at the books, which of course, thank you for for my copies. There's three here. You can see a lot of that. Uh, three different um, covers is is what you did for your pilot issue, uh, Actually, which we'll get in, into why you call it a a pilot issue uh, in a bit. But you can definitely see the uh, influences of, like you said. Uh, horror and uh, a, a little bit of sci-fi. There's almost a niche to the to the Demonolith, uh, so I I dig that. I have to ask, you know, where where did this this idea for uh, Night Terror and its characters come from?
2: Well, it all arcs back to when I was in college uh, at SCAD. Uh, I was, I think, I was either a sophomore or a junior back then we had an assignment where we had to tell a one-page story uh, in the form of watercolor. And so we had, so the task was to tell a single story in the sequential comic book page. And what better way to tell a story than a man waking up from a horrible night terror. So even though that- I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> so even though that assignment had concluded, something about, you know, the simplicity of that page and you know, just the overall aspect of it in terms of someone waking up from a nightmare. Something I just gravitated to the potential of that idea in terms of how can we build a story around this? Because while it's such a simplistic, you know, story, of course, but what if there was more to it that we weren't we weren't seeing in this uh page that uh, ever since then, uh, I had just been, I had just gravitated to that and wanting to see what more could we uh, kind of, you know, delve into this story and really develop it further, that uh, from there, it just became kind of like this, you know, uh, catalyst to yeah. what was originally just one-page story. Let's see if we can develop it even further
0: so you there's there's three things that I noticed going through through all of this. You have three loves going into this project that i that I could identify uh one a love of comics otherwise you wouldn't pick that medium it is a it is a very, very uh, diverse, but also difficult medium because of that. I, I sometimes feel the more options you have, the harder things can become. And comics offer a lot of, of options, a lot of uh, sandbox to play in. But So you got a hmm. love of comics. You got a love of of um, of uh, film that goes into this as as well. And, and I guess you say film and music, but I only wanted to say three things because it sounds cooler than four. Uh, so you got your love of music and film. But there's also a, a love of, of the, uh, the process, the process of comics, the process of art, the, the process of film. You did a featurette that goes along with Night Terror. Yeah. I can respect that. I'm a big fan of behind the scenes, behind the camera type stuff. Of those three, uh, am I right in identifying those loves first? Indeed.
2: And uh, as far as being a, an avid fanboy of comics, you're definitely on track.
0: <laughs> there there we go. So what, which is it of those three that really uh, is driving this project that uh, do you feel?
2: Well, to be honest with you, Kyle, it's kind of hard to narrow it down to just one just because, I mean, it's those uh, three elements that you just mentioned that really you know, gave birth to not only the featurette, but also this uh, comic book series as well, too. And uh, I didn't really mention uh, the featurette, so thank you very much for mentioning that.
0: No Uh, no problem. You guys can find it at the LRM Online YouTube channel and, of course, LRMOnline.com.
2: And I'll touch on that real quick. Uh, The featurette uh, was designed to not only showcase my ability as an artist to... Uh, how I create comic books, but to also uh, give those who are interested in comic books that uh, that want to develop like their own comic books, who otherwise may not know like where to start or how to take like their idea and develop it further. This is the featurette uh, was a means to kind of like showcase people. Okay, this is how where an idea how an idea starts. This is how we put it into practice from beginning, middle, and end. So. This is uh, uh, a means for like those who have an interest in comic books and really wanna like either write for comics, draw for comics, color for comics, ink for comics, a, a, an opportunity to see like how, just how they can get involved. The featurette is kind of like incubator for potential new IP because since uh, Night Terror is a new comic book uh, property, People may not be familiar with it, so mm-hmm. uh, considering how new it is, that this is an opportunity to just give you know viewers more insight as to who these characters are in the world of Night Terror. That uh, when uh, the actual comic book series is eventually greenlit, which I hope to announce at some point in time in the foreseeable future, there's a little bit uh, there's a little bit more insight to okay, this is something new, but. Uh, we got a little glimpse as to who these characters are.
0: Let's dig into a little bit more into uh, a couple of your characters, including the the lead, the leading man here on the front guitar player basis are better. I'm just going to say, but Matt Dio, Matt, Matt Dio, Dio, right? Dio. Dio. There we go. Sorry. Uh, Matt Deo, Uh Tell us a bit about Matt, where, where he comes from in your, in your mind.
2: Well, uh, Matt Dio was, When I first came up with the character, I knew very little about him. That when I first designed him, I don't know what it was, but uh, I just could feel elements of a musician to this character. So I kind of went with that. And uh, since the story takes place in the early 90s, uh, for, I know I'm going to date myself here, but, you know, (laughs) uh, the early 90s was definitely the time of grunge music Mm -hmm. that uh, something about, you know, having the main character being the musician in this particular time period just seemed very appropriate. When I was further designing the character, I wanted the character to feel like a musician and really feel like uh, someone would really want to go see him perform. But to answer your question, where he fits in the story, is we have a character that is, you know, an inspiring musician who is wanting to pursue his dreams of becoming, you know, a rock star, uh, and life uh, you know throws him a curveball as his dreams of becoming a mu- musician end up becoming interrup- interrupted as the night terrorist that he once uh, had as a child, has now resurfaced. His subconscious and reality are becoming one and the same, and is finding it difficult to distinguish the two. And that's the premise of the story: is him overcoming his inner fear without losing his sanity. So it's it's
0: easy to see how people can quickly uh, get into a, a story like this. Relatability always always was like the thing that drew me to more marvel comics than dc i I can't relate to a perfect god basically you know whose clothes don't even get destroyed in their fights but i can relate to the to the to the nerdy kid that's got you know money issues i can relate to the to the guy that you know seeks his um his uh what's the word i'm looking for seeks uh his comfort in you know vice and a tony stark so i dig that
2: yep and that's definitely uh who matt deo is you know down on his luck you know uh trying to make ends meet while also trying to pursue his dream of you know stardom being the next kirk cobain being uh uh as far as uh music is concerned Well, you can't
0: talk about the the night terrors and interfere without uh talking about uh what appears to be the big bad demon the demonolith Mm -hmm. uh talk to us a bit about your your creature
2: well when i first uh designed her uh she her design originally was like very generic you know uh red skin uh horns and when i started green when i greenlit the project the featurette and the pilot issue i just uh knew that you know, that whole like cookie cutter devilish figure with like horns wasn't going to cut it. So Mm -hmm. I really want to make the the Bondless look like a manifestation of nightmares in her appearance and uh, essentially, you know, make it, make her look, make her look unique and distinguished and signature in the sense of, oh, we've seen something like this already. Oh, this reminds me of something I've seen on in the horror film i just saw on netflix last night so it was really important to make uh her overall appearance as distinguished as possible you had mentioned earlier h.r giger i mean mm-hmm. nothing is more legendary than the xenomorph from the film alien nothing Which just is, about nothing yep which is one of my all-time favorite movies so obviously we're dealing where the xenomorph is a sci-fi alien creature the demolish is you know, a horror based uh, creatures. So while the general aesthetic was vastly different, but coming up with something landmark uh, with the Demonist was definitely the end game, just like with Ridley Scott designing, co- co-designing the Xenomorph with H.R. Uh, Giger.
0: Out of curiosity, you mentioned uh, Alien being one of your your favorite movies. What is your favorite movie creature? Like, what creature of, of nightmares just really does Tim Nardelli dig?
2: It's definitely the Xenomorph. Uh, I... I very much love the first Alien films, but uh, the the second Aliens film is my by far my favorite uh, because I'm a big fan of James Cameron. And mm-hmm. I also love like his redesign over the Xenomorph figure. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but I just love... I've always admired the design and look and feel because that's unlike anything we've ever seen in cinema mm-hmm. and... When the first Alien film came out in 1979, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we had never seen like an alien uh, creature like that before. We've seen countless uh, designs of aliens, but nothing like that before. And that is just something truly unique. When the second Aliens film came out, the way in which uh, James Cameron, you know, shot that film and shot the xenomorphs, you barely saw them they were usually in the dark and you only saw like hints of like blue lights and Mm. that just really uh intensified like that whole overall sci-fi fear and horror
0: to kind of get, wrap up the the uh, story, as or not story, but the stuff here in the book, you do have a uh, another realm, another world, the nec the necroplane, and it's it's one thing to create uh, characters or even creatures that exist here on Earth, so to so to speak. It's another to look at at creating an additional world. Tell us a bit about the necroplane and and uh, what came into uh, creating that.
2: Well, as I had stated earlier, when designing the Demolish, I wanted to avoid putting the characters overall design in like a visual box because uh, as an audience, as like comic book readers, film buffs and TV buffs, we're accustomed to seeing like, you know, some of the religious tropes uh, in our, in like, you know, cinema these days that it was very important to much like with the demonic it was very important that the necroplane didn't have like any hell hellish like elements to it mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of the flames but that had to be in there that it was got to the- have fire <laughs> uh, i'm sorry what did i say uh, i was just saying you gotta have fire <laughs> exactly so it was very important that the necroplane had like this demonic nightmarish feel to it as opposed to uh you know hellfire all over the place we didn't want to do that part of the what inspired the idea is years ago when i was in paris uh france there was in fact i mean there is in fact below the city there are the catacombs where there's just like wall after wall filled with skeletons as a result of the black plague uh when you go in there it's not like these tormented souls it's just Uh, skeletons that are just occupying every square inch of the of the catacombs and I also remember another time when I was in Rome, Italy uh, when I was on tour as you know may know Rome, Italy is built on top of another city that there are uh, areas in Rome, Italy where you can look down and see what they refer to as necropolis. Mm -hmm. So when I just looked down there, you could see like the, the remnants of what used to be. And, you know, God only knows what else is down there. <laughs> but uh, when I was designing the demolishes, like very dwelling, uh, I wanted to, you know, uh, you know, kind of bring out that same feeling that I had when seeing the catacombs. And also seeing Necropolis, so instead of like seeing blood, guts, and torture in the Necroplane, all we're seeing is, you know, like these caves and like the skeletons and with a bit bit of flames. And since the Necroplane is like an island in a supernatural landscape, uh, I thought it would be even more interesting to have like this kind of like lava-y surface Mm-hmm. So it just felt more like this natural like uh and demonic architecture as opposed to uh going all event horizon
0: I I I would wager we covered all the big big points the big the big things that everyone should be really interested in in seeing uh was there anything else in particular that you wanted to cover or are you ready to shamelessly self promote this book and tell people more about where they can find things connected to it
2: (laughs) well as of right now in terms of where to pick up a copy of all three covers that you just showed is Endeavor-Comics.com. And with that said, I do uh, would like to take this time to greatly thank you and everyone else at John Rivers for promoting this comic book series and for promoting the featurette. The feedback we've been getting and, you know, the fanboy and fangirl endorsements that we've been getting with both uh, the featurette and the comic book is just absolutely wonderful. So thank you all for promoting this. I uh, just, I, I, you know, get in on the ground,
0: ground floor ladies and gentlemen, cause this is like my, my son's college. And then this one's like, you know, our second house and this is like, you know, the, the jet Japan vacation. So, <laughs> all right, Tim, it's been really great having you on here again. Thank you so much guys. Uh, check out Tim's, uh, books and other things going on. You can find it all, of course, LRM online.com. uh and endeavor uh as tim had mentioned there will be links in the description box down below for you guys thanks again and we'll we'll get back to uh manny and and future kyle again all right thanks uh past self and tim Uh, again guys link in the description box down below if you're interested in picking up a, a copy of of the uh night night terror pilot there pilot issues. Uh you guys can find of course more content uh at lrmonline.com every day. Uh all entertainment news needs opinions. The podcast can be uh accessed there. Written reviews, celebrity interviews from the LRM YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube, if you're watching us on that, uh hit subscribe. We've got a lot of great content here. Breaking Geek Radio, like I said, Little Mermaid review uh, coming up this uh today uh uh anime reactions and reviews uh the cantina for star wars stuff uh yeah and if it's not a reaction video the audio goes up on all your favorite podcast apps so yeah do all that following and subscribing commenting even so anything else many for for the week we made four out of five shows man not too not too shabby yeah, on a week
1: that we weren't supposed to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, probably next week. Just be the three, though, guys. So, yeah. Any any final words for the weekend, Manny? If you're in California, stay out of goddamn rivers. Yeah, they yeah. like
1: honestly, they've had officials have had so many pressers this week about just <laughs> kids have kids have died because yeah. parents are and um, you will go to jail.
0: Yeah, they they said they're they're finding people and pushing to to the extreme stay out the rivers guys be safe have a uh oh my god the 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 weekend guys please take a moment to remember uh uh those that gave their uh uh their lives in service of of this country memorial day is not for veterans still kicking like myself this is for those that that gave the last full full measure uh in in defense of this of this nation so uh keep that in mind happy memorial day guys have a good safe weekend uh we'll see you next week